Welcome to the TPL Show, a podcast dedicated to the study and discussion of leadership. Join us as we share relevant, simple, and lasting methods for improvement that can be used to lead from any level in any organization. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the TPL Show. I am Luke Weber, and I'm here with Dave Cahill. Hi, everybody. So today we're going to be talking about the theory of the decision line. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, before, was... before we jump into it, yeah, can you just give us a little bit of background in terms of why someone yeah. would even be thinking about this? Yeah, a good point. So in most organizations, hundreds of decisions major decisions and thousands of minor decisions are made every year. And for the most part, not a single decision is going to make or break that organization, right? So if an organization is aligned and makes, you know, a few poor decisions here and there, the overall benefit of alignment will outweigh the occasional misplaced support of a poor decision. So decisions are kind of in an organization kind of like shots on goal. Yeah, exactly. Right? You got to make shots on goal. It's a numbers game. And then some go in. And if you line it up right, if you line it up yeah. right and make the shot, um, a couple will miss, but right. overall you're doing better. Yeah, you're going to be successful. Okay. Right? So essentially that puts it at, as a numbers game. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an example of that. Okay. You have two organizations, right? Organization A, organization B. Okay. Organization A they have 200 major decisions that they made last year. Mm-hmm. All 200 of those received support through organizational alignment. Okay. 20 of those, 200, 10%, were poor decisions. But the organization still exceeded its goals. Uh-huh. Right? Organization B, same amount of decisions. Mm-hmm. 200 major decisions were made last year. Okay. Few of those decisions received support through organizational alignment. So this organization suffered from infighting, finger pointing, and a lot of negativity around uh-huh. these decisions, right? Now we've all seen that. 20 of those were poor decisions. So same percentage, but this organization missed its goals by a wide margin. Yeah, sure. I've, I've seen this. I've seen when alignment occurs versus doesn't occur in decision-making the output. So surely that's true. All right. So similar to previous episodes, we're going to go through a what, why, how with this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, good idea. Uh, so let's talk about what is the th- the theory of the decision line. That's okay. kind of a mouthful. Uh, so this is a mindset that enables organizations and teams to make what was decided crystal clear and to get the most out of each and every decision. Yeah, I think that's an important thing. Although this theory of decision line is a tool, let's say. Yeah. But the, the kind of tool it is, it's a mindset. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So why is this theory important? We've talked about this a bit before when we talked about um, noble purpose and uh, alignment in general. But the the truth here, and, and you referred to it, I think, in a way when you talked about that it's a numbers game in terms mm-hmm. of decision making, yeah. right? But the, the truth here is a very simple one, this truism. A mediocre decision that's well-supported 
is much more effective than a great decision oh, yeah. that's not supported. Yeah, that's good. Right? So when you, you think about that, um, you know, an example might be army ants. Okay. Okay. So um, army ants do this thing where they just chew up everything, right? And they move forward in mass. Well, imagine if a small group of army ants saw this really delectable thing to eat. It'd be beautiful. The rest of the army ants don't see it. They're not aware of it. Mm -hmm. These army ants head off a small number uh, to go do that. But the whole army of army ants doesn't go with them. They just get stomped out, get sprayed with insecticide. They're done. But the main body is headed towards something. It's not so delectable. It's not so delicious. But they're going to go there. Yeah, they consume it all, they're successful, and they move on. So we see all around us this idea. Nature is a great example of it, is if you, if you agree within certain limits, certain principles and parameters and so forth, to uh, support an idea, even if it's not the perfect idea, you're going to be better off as an organization overall than if, unless you think it's the perfect idea, you don't support it. Right. And the, the reason why is is it only takes a small percentage of people in an organization who don't support a decision to render it ineffective. Right. And then when you talk about, you know, just kind of statistics, there's a sufficient number of people who will see every decision as a bad one, mm-hmm. thereby re- rendering virtually every decision ineffective if support is just based on personal choice or preference alone. So if you can get to a place um, where you support decisions as a matter of discipline rather than personal opinion, mm-hmm. then the overall effectiveness of the organization goes up. Yeah. And over time, you can have influence on that decision-making, yeah. and everyone else can, and the decision-making gets better and better. But this idea of um, being aligned in terms of the decision is critically important to Got success. It. Yeah. So that's the why. That's why it's important. Yeah. So how, how do we use it? Like, so how do we put this into practice? Sure. So there's, there's four kind of basic steps. Okay. There's a, there are a lot of tools to decision-making and a lot of decision-making methods and processes, yeah. and we'll cover those in future episodes. This isn't about that per se. We'll, we'll touch on a little of that. Um, but we'll talk about the kind of the, the major architecture, if you will, in this, in this concept of the theory of the decision line. So how do you use it? Well, you you start by writing a clear decision statement. What do you want to decide? Yeah. So you and I were talking before we began recording today, and we you know we threw uh, one or two examples out there. So for instance, let's say um, you're you're in an organization and you're deciding what your VNT, your very next thing, mm-hmm. will be for improvement. So will you improve? the sales process in your business next, or will you improve the product development process? You can only improve one of these things. So which one will you improve? So then the decision is, what is our priority? What is the VNT for our improvement effort? Is it improving the sales process or is it improving the um, development Hmm. process? So you you kind of write that down. That's the decision, right? You have that in front of you. So that's that's useful when you have... Uh, multiple things to decide on and you're trying to decide what the highest priority is. Right. Right. And that's kind of what I was talking to you prior to the show. What you just mentioned is how do you come to come to those decisions? If you have multiple things to decide on, how do you know which ones to work on? Yeah. So, so of course we'll, we'll get in more deeply to that in, in, in the future in other episodes, but this, this uh, tool, the theory of the decision line, this mindset lays over that 
that yeah. process, right? Yeah. So we call that the one we just described where there may be a couple, three, four options. We call that an SBO decision, select best option. And then if it's just go or no go, we call that a WON, whether or not. Yeah. So for instance, you receive some uh, information from a customer that's uh, in essence a complaint about the product. And you decide, you bring the, the product back to your organization and you decide whether you can rework it or you have to scrap it. So this is to us is a WON, a whether or not decision. Yeah. Shall, and we'd write that decision, shall we rework this material? Yes or no? Right, um, so you you can use this for binary decisions, for decisions selecting from a variety of options and so forth. But the precise way you make the decision, we'll touch on that in a moment. But really, we'll cover that in yeah. much greater yeah. detail in future episodes. Understand? Yeah, okay. So we use a we use a decision statement. Okay. And then, if you imagine just a whiteboard, imagine in front of you a blank whiteboard, yeah. and you write the decision statement across the top of the board. That's what we're deciding. Then just imagine drawing halfway across that whiteboard a vertical line. line. Yep. And to the left of that vertical line, write, argue like hell. And to the right of that vertical line, write, support like hell. And then right on that line, write the word decision. So then what happens is before we make the decision, when we're to the left of that vertical line, we're going to argue like hell. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> right? We're going to be respectful. Sure, but sure. we need to argue in the classic sense of the word, um, which means that we're going to bring up all the issues um, that are pertinent to this decision. We're going to be direct, not be thin-skinned. We're going to um, disregard rank. Rank does not add any power to the argument. We're going to look at facts first and feelings last. We're going to argue passionately for what we believe to be the right option or decision. Um, And we'll strive to be free from hidden agenda. And if someone seems to be surfacing a hidden agenda, we'll call them out on it. Right? So this is argue like hell. We get all the facts, all the stuff onto the table. We review it. We talk about it. We hash it out. Um, We're polite to each other, but we're direct. And then ultimately we make the decision and we can, we can, you know, that's kind of step three. We decide, right? So we can use tools like force field analysis, criterion list reduction, voting, dotting up, Kepner-Trago decision-making. There's a lot of different tools we can use, right? And we'll cover those in the future, but we decide. Now, once we've decided we've crossed that line and we're now to the right of that line, here's the secret, Right. Here's the secret. So, for instance, if you look at people that are very um, expert in the idea of decision-making, so you'll see, for instance, uh, the alignment factor, decision-making, and a culture of alignment by Rice and Linda Cottom. They're um, experts at this idea of how decision-making and alignment play together in an organization to help optimize an organization and make it great. And they talk about this notion that when you decide, if you get a lot of people involved in the decision, then you're going to get a better decision and a better supported decision. And and that's dead on. But what they seem to miss and what everyone else seems to miss is this mindset aspect of now that we've crossed the decision line, part of the deal is if you get to be involved in the decision, then once we make the decision, it's your obligation to fully support, embrace, and animate that decision. Yeah. And 
by virtue of that, we then start to build that culture, which is if other people make the decision and we're, we're in agreement by virtue of working there, being employed there, that we're, it's okay that they made that decision. We're going to support that decision like it's our own. So there's this professional obligation. Once we've crossed the line, we're going to support the, the decision. So then we support like hell, argue like hell, decide, and then support like hell. And support like hell means we're going to do everything we can do to animate this decision according to the vision we had for it. And we're going to um, treat it like it's a decision that that we made, right? right. So um, so what, what, that, that's, that's in essence the, the point. And so when you kind of walk out of there, this animation statement... What did you decide? You're going to write that down. Why did you make that decision? How are you going to specifically animate that decision? What support do you want from everyone as specific as possible? What non-support do we expect to avoid, right? So we build into the culture this idea. You can't say yes in the deciding room and then go back to your desk and roll your eyes. No way, right? That's the idea. So let me ask a question about that. Mm -hmm. When using this tool, like this theory of the yeah. decision line. Let's say it's done at the executive level. Right. Right. So when you bring in a group of executives into a conference room yeah. and you say, we're going to use this tool, this right. is how we're going to do it, you lay out you know, kind of what we're talking about today. Isn't it a verbal agreement between everybody? Is it, it that professional, a professional verbal agreement, You know, however you want to say it? But yes. It, or is it some type of a, a written contract that everybody signs so it it certainly it, it can be both okay most often it's a a uh, verbal agreement yeah. and uh but it could be actually that you write up the animation statement and people sign below and it's posted right. if you think that it's important to do that right okay. if that adds to the the thing what we see happen very often people seem to uh embrace is they use this whiteboard thing and they just make the whiteboard blank and they write uh, a decision statement out on the top of the whiteboard. Like I described, they oftentimes kind of come to consensus first. Okay. What exactly are we deciding instead of just walking in with it? But someone might have a proposal, right? So they get that right. Everyone agrees. That's the decision. They draw, then they draw the vertical line and then it's on. Right. And then they write to the left, argue like hell. And they write to the, uh, to the right support like hell. Right. And, um, then they take like a little yellow sticky that says uh, the word decision on it or just an X or something. And as they're arguing, they move it closer and closer to the line. It's, a, it's the coolest thing to watch. So are we a little closer on this? Yeah, we're a little They move it closer and closer to the line, right? And they use these. We, we often share these guidelines, which are from the old, old Zenger-Miller program for leadership, right? Is when you're arguing like hell, you focus on the situation, issue, or behavior, not the person. You maintain the self-confidence and self-esteem of others in the room. You maintain constructive relationships, too, so you don't tear people down just for the purpose of this decision and then realize you've ruined relationships going forward. You take initiative to make things better. That's part of why we're deciding, not just to get through this, but to make everything better. You lead by example, and you think beyond the moment. So so these are kind of guidelines we can share with people that get them in the groove for arguing like hell without being harmful. And... I, I've watched so many times executives, right? And they, the, the executive, one executive or the other will get up and go, so that brings us a little closer to decision, doesn't it? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And then they move the yellow sticky closer <laughs> to the line. Then finally, it's at the line. Right. And they make their decision and they kind of write down what they decided, right? right? 
and they move that yellow sticky to the right of that line. Now we've decided. And then they start writing um, their animation plan. And that white space on the left, they're writing the pros and cons, they're writing yeah. facts, they're writing opinions, they're writing data. That that blank white space to the right, they're writing the steps to the plan, who who's going to do what, you know, whatever it might be. And it, it's a very simple process for uh, deciding, right? Got it. Awesome. Okay, so let's review everything that we've talked about today. All right. So, of course, we're talking about the theory of the decision. Yeah, line, sure. Right? All right. So this is a mindset. This, this is a mindset tool. Right. It, it reminds us that before we decide something, we're free to really speak our mind, and, there, and hidden agendas aren't allowed, and we bring everything out, and we yeah. argue, and we yeah. can be passionate sure. about it, right? Uh, and then we make our decision, and that's a formal, crisp thing. Right. It's crisp. Didn't make it, made it, right? And then once past it, we all support like hell. One interesting thing, by the way. If we get over into this support like hell, it can't be blind support no matter what. Yeah. So what's the escape valve? The escape valve is, I think, or we think, there might be a values issue. Right. So we think that this decision or how we're animating it is pushing up negatively against our purpose, vision, vision or values. values. Yep. Well, then we get to rethink it. Reset. We get, yeah, we get to bring it back across the decision line and uh, you know, back to the argue like hell phase. But to do that, we can't do that alone. Well, I've just decided that. No. We have to get the whole group back together and do that, right? So we, um, we get this, this uh, process going, this mindset going, where we know there's an obligation, not just the privilege of being part of the decision, but then there's an obligation on the other side of that right. to support, fully embrace, work it like it it's uh, something you thought of. Take full ownership. You know, yeah. all that. do everything you possibly can to make that work. So we argue like hell, decide, then support like hell. Yeah. And then overall, this um, dramatically revs up our success because we know that fully supported ideas, even if they're mediocre, are much more effective yeah. than excellent ideas yeah. if they're not supported. Yeah, still going to be highly successful because alignment equals flow. Because alignment equals flow. That's right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all the things. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the TPL Show. We hope you'll apply what you learned today and tell us how it went. If you want to share, want more information, or have questions, please contact us at info at Have a great day.